what that music say? Yes, sir, Amos, that music say good health to all from Rexall. The Amos and Andy Show, transcribed, written by Joe Connolly, Bob Mosier, and Bob Ross, featuring Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Amanda Randolph, Roy Glenn, Fred Clark, Jeff Alexander's music, yours truly, Harlow Wilcox, and starring Freeman Gosden and Charles Correll, Amos and Andy. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Freeman Gosden. You know, long before my partner, Charles Carell, and I became associated with the Rexall people, we and our families had formed the habit of buying our drugstore needs at a Rexall store. The reason was very simple. We had learned that when you buy Rexall drug products, you get both quality and quantity. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this happy fact is something that you can prove for yourselves. All you have to do is to start trading at your Rexall family druggist. For the past three weeks, the Kingfish's mother-in-law has established what looks to be a permanent residence with the Kingfish and Sapphire. Having his mother-in-law on the premises hasn't been easy on the Kingfish. She's been riding him pretty hard, and right now she has him helping with the house cleaning. Mama is seated on the windowsill with her feet in the room, washing the outside of a window. Look, you big loafer. If you ain't going to do any work, the least you can do is to hold my ankles inside there while I'm sitting on the windowsill. Well, well, I'll hold them. Don't worry about a thing. If I was to fall off this window ledge, the drop to the ground would kill me. George Stevens, what's you looking at me like that? Oh, nothing. I'd never get away with it anyway. Get out of my way there. I'm coming in. Wait a minute, Mama. Me and you is going to have a showdown. You done dropped her over here three weeks ago to spend the weekend, and you has done camped here ever since. Now, I want to know when you're going to leave, and this time I expect an answer. Oh, shut up! That's the answer I expected. Well, now I'm going to do the windows in the living room, and you'd better get busy here. There goes the nastiest woman in the world. George Stevens, is you helping Mama in here? And here comes the runner-up. George, where's Mama? Well, the last time I see the old rhinoceros, uh, she was waddling off in the direction of the living room. Now listen, honey. She has got to go. I can't stand it no longer. George, if you can't get along with my mother, it's your fault. My mother is kind and gentle. Now, don't give me that kind and gentle stuff. I hear the stories about her and your papa. What you talking about? Well, everybody knows that you hit him over the head with a broom handle the day before he died. <laughs> there's a lump on his head the size of a coconut. That's a lie. Then why did the bird, the old man with a derby on? <laughs> So you is having a tough time trying to get rid of your mother-in-law, huh, Kingfish? Yeah, I has tried hinting that she ain't welcome, but she ain't the type that's easily discouraged. Yeah. Now, take the other night. I done nailed her bedroom slippers to the floor. 
boy. That was a great idea. Yeah, but it didn't work, Andy. Didn't she got up in the middle of the night for a glass of water, stuck her feet in the slippers, but she's a pretty powerful old gal. She ripped up two planks and snowshooted into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, Kingfish, uh, you was a little too subtle there. You ought to come right out and let her know that you don't like her. Yeah, Andy, she's been jumping on me for 22 years. I wish there was some way that I could get her out of the house. Out of the house? Listen, Kingfish, you ain't gonna be safe till you get that old gal out of the country. Yeah, well, Andy, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't, uh... Hey, maybe you could. <laughs> Say, wait a minute. After all, Andy, the immigration authorities is always deporting aliens, ain't they? Yeah, but Kingfish, your mama ain't no alien. She could prove that with her birth certificate. Now, wait a minute. The courthouse in her hometown burned down and there ain't no record of her birth. Yeah. Now, I know this, because this thing come up before when she tried to get a job in a defense plant. Yeah. You think they'd really deport her, Kingfish? Yeah, listen, get your hat on, son. When we get finished with that old gal down at the immigration department, they'll ship out of this country like a load of pig iron. <laughs> You wish to see me about something? Uh, yes, sir. Is you the man in the immigration office here that is in charge of deporting aliens? Yes, that's my department. Well, how you do, sir? Uh, I is, uh, 100% loyal Stevens, and this is my associate here, pro-American Brown. Uh, likewise. Mm. Mm-hmm. Just what can I do for you? Well, now, you see, Mr., uh, I has just uncovered the fact that my mother-in-law is in this country illegally... And being patriotic American, it is our unpleasant duty to stool pigeon on the old walrus. Yes, sir, mister. Even though we love her, he's doing the loyal thing, yeah. You say she's in the country illegally at the present time. Well, originally, did she come in under the quota? No, sir. She came in under the fence down at the dock. <laughs> what was that again? Uh, mister, what my friend is trying to say here is that... As far as we can figure out, my mother-in-law done jumped ship here in New York Harbor a couple of weeks ago. I see. Yeah, so it was about 2 o'clock in the middle of the night. There was a knock on, on my back door. And I, I asked, I said, who's there? And then she said, let me in. It's your old alien mother-in-law. <laughs> and you say she jumped ship? Said, well, I'm pretty sure about it. When I opened the door, she was soaking wet. I knew it. And she had a mackerel in her pocket, too. What are you two trying to do here? Kid me or something? Oh, no, sir, no, sir. She is in the country illegally. And uh, she come from the West Indies. Oh, this is all legitimate, mister, this thing I tell you. I got proof right here. Proof? What proof? Well, I got a letter here. I just happened to run across it at home. It's from a doctor down in Cuba. He read it the day that she was born. Oh, he did? Yeah, sir. Uh, let me read you the thing here. Because uh, a lot of it will be in Spanish, because it was written down there, you see. <laughs> now, let me see here. The letter is dated... Uh, the letter dated the fourth day of Enchilada, 1880. <laughs> now, uh, we go on to say here, to whom it may concern, especially the immigration department. Uh, dear seniors... The doctor writes nice Spanish, don't he, mister? Now, see here... This is to certify that I was present at the birth of a little baby mother-in-law known as Ramona Smith. <laughs> Let me say here, they say, she was born here in Cuba.
And there ain't no doubt about it. I write this letter in case she ever tries to get into the United States as an alien. <laughs> and the letter signed, very truly adios, Dr. J. Hastamaniana. There it is. Here's my mother-in-law's name, and here's her address. Now, what are you going to do about it, mister? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. If you're not out of here in one minute, I'm going to call the police. Of all the ridiculous, trumped-up nonsense I ever heard, you must be out of your mind. Wait a minute, Kingfish. You're going to let that fellow talk to you like that? I certainly is not. And what are you going to do? I'll get out of here. Come on. <laughs> get in the apartment here. I've got to face the barrage again tonight. Is that you, George? Yeah, yeah, I'm home. Well, George, you've finally done it. Done what? Mama packed up bag and baggage and left here. Well, what smoked the old grizzly out of a cave? <laughs> George Stevens, they called up from the immigration office, and when Mama heard what you tried to do, she said she wasn't going to stay in no house where she wasn't wanted. Hmm, finally took the hint, huh? George Stevens, do you realize that Mama was paying us $18 a week for room and board, and that was the money that was paying the rent? Holy mackerel. I done stabbed myself in the bank book here. Well, lucky for you, I saved the day again. We couldn't get along without the money, so I done took in a boarder. A boarder? Yes, a Mr. Benson. He moved into the back bedroom an hour ago. A boarder, huh? $18 a week. Well, that's a lot better than having your mother-in-law. Where's Mr. Benson now? He's in his room. He told me he spends an hour in there before supper and an hour after supper. He spends two hours every evening working on his hobby. Oh, got a hobby. One of them quiet fellas. Probably saves stamps or something. You know, a philanthropist. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm glad your mother's gone, and I won't have to listen to that big mother of hers. Show sure us peace and quiet around here now. Yes, George, I admit it is rather quiet. Yes, I tell you, so far. Holy mackerel. What in the world was that? George, that's Mr. Benson's hobby. He plays the saxophone. Oh, no. Holy smokes. I wonder if he's blowing that thing through the right end. And Red Sails in the Sunset is my favorite song. Well, that's a help. At least he knows another tune. This is your Rexall family druggist speaking to you for the 10,000 independent druggists who have made the word Rexall part of our own store names. We've done that because we recommend and sell the 2,000 or more drug products made by the Rexall Drug Company. Bismarck's is a good example. 
This famous antacid, with the exclusive Rexall formula, fights acid indigestion four ways, often neutralizes excess stomach acidity in one minute. Yet the relief it gives is continuous and prolonged. Bismarex is spelled B-I-S-M-A hyphen R-E-X, Bismarex. Ask for it at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Yeah, boys, I got rid of the old lady, and now this thing done happen. Yeah, that was something. Getting rid of your mom-in-law and getting a boarder that plays the saxophone. Yeah, King Fish, uh, what is this Mr. Benson Lake? Well, I don't know him, but I ain't met him personally yet. I only know him by the sound of his sour notes. Hmm. Oh, I tell you, boys, that saxophone playing drives me crazy. Gives him migratory headaches. <laughs> that sounds like it's going to be worse than your mom-in-law. What is he going to do about it? Well... I don't think he's going to stay long once he gets a load of the food Sapphire whips up. Yeah, and if that don't do it, wait till he gets a load of Sapphire across the breakfast table. There is a moving out face if ever I seed one. Well, King Fish, I think when it's all said and done, uh, you'd have been a lot better off with your mother-in-law. Yeah, and another thing, Kingfish, I don't like to mention this, but with a border around the place, there's always the chance that he might run off with your wife. Well, I thought of that too, Andy, but with my luck, it'll never happen. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'm home, Sapphire. George, look in the parlor. There's flowers, and I got the lights out and the candles lit. It's all ready for the voter. Holy smokes, don't tell me your food done killed him already. <laughs> don't be funny, George. We're eating supper in there. I want everything to be warm and friendly for Mr. Benson. Yeah. Dinner's on the table, and I go wash your hands. Wash my hands for what? For the voter's benefit. What you talking about? I ain't gonna touch him. <laughs> George, be quiet. I'll call Mr. Benson now. Oh, Chester! Chester! Chester? Now, listen, if you're going to beat us warm and friendly, we better turn up the lights here. Now, George, you be nice to Mr. Benson. Remember, he's paying us $18 a week. Listen, I can get along with anybody for $18 a week. Oh, here's Mr. Benson. Well, 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 well. You must be Stevens. Put her there, old boy. <laughs> Just to me, Benson's the name, but my friends call me Breezy. <laughs> Breezy Benson. Sapphire, <laughs> we better get more money. John. <laughs> you know, the table looks fine here. Yes, sir. Well, let's sit down. You sit down there, Stevens. I'll sit here next to Mrs. Stevens. Yeah, lovely-looking roast beef, Mrs. Stevens. Uh, I'll just help myself here. <laughs> well, it's certainly nice being here with you people. By the way, Stevens, what land work you in? Uh, me? Well, I, uh, uh, well, I kind of semi-retired I, around the house a lot. Uh, oh, well, around the house a lot, huh? Uh, Mrs. Stevens, I wonder if I could have a lock on my bedroom door. I don't think that'll be necessary. <laughs> Say, this roast beef is good, all right. Yeah, look at that. I got a couple of extra pieces caught on the fork. Well, no matter. You know, I'm very glad I found this place. Very comfortable there. Pass the bread there. Yeah, you know, a lot of single men like hotels, but not me, enough. I'm the friendly type. Pass the potatoes. Like to have a lot of people around me, you know. Uh, pass the string beef. Yes, sir, a lot of people around me. Say, Stephen, you seem rather quiet. What's wrong? Well, I... Speak up if you have something to say. Join in the conversation. Man never got anywhere in life keeping his mouth closed. Well, I... That's right, speak up. You know, there's an art to conversation. You've got to learn to express yourself. That's what you got a mouth and a mind for. Use them. Well, I agree with you. See, I always feel that if a now, man... Now, now, don't overdo it. Don't be a blabbermouth. <laughs> 
There, you know, you got to listen sometimes, too. I'm the listening type myself, Pastor O.C. I'm sort of on the quiet side. Can't help it if I'm that way. A little more potatoes and some beef. Mmm, I see there's one piece of roast beef left. Well, I'll just help myself to that. Hold it, hold it. You're eating off of my plate now. Stop it. Come on, boys. Walk up to the apartment with me, Andy. I, I told Sapphire I'd be home right after supper. Yeah, you ain't eating home no more, huh? That border kind of driv you out of the house, didn't it? Oh, I can't stand him, Andy. If he ain't blowing his mouth, he's blowing the saxophone. <laughs> Teddy, he's driving me crazy. I used to think my mother-in-law was an old walrus. And now she's beginning to look like little Bo Peep. <laughs> I was fixing that border's wagon, though. Yes, uh, what, you, what you doing, Kingfish? Well, I'm giving him the silent treatment. When I come home after dinner, no matter what he say, I don't answer him. I just sit there and stare in the space. Yeah, I guess he's pretty slop-noxious, ain't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess you was a little hasty getting rid of your mom-in-law, all right. Well, it's too late now. Well, here's my apartment, Andy. Yeah, well, see you later. So long, Kate. So long, Andy. So long. Thank you. Oh, so it's you. You finally got home. Well, I told you that I ain't eating here as long as Breeze is around. Well, you asked for it, George. You say, I don't hear no saxophone. Where is he this evening? Well, since you've been giving him the cold shoulder every evening, he's gotten terribly lonesome. So he's been bringing a friend of his home from the office every night. They're in his room now. I guess they must be talking business. Well, that's a break. Oh, my head is splitting. Let me sit down here and close my eyes and relax and just... Holy smokes, a duet! No! Now, here's your Rexall family druggist. Now's the time of year when a lot of folks are bothered with simple sore throats due to colds, and that's why I'm urging my customers to keep Rexall MI-31 on hand. MI-31? Why, what does it do? Well, ma'am, MI-31 is Rexall's amber-colored antiseptic with the famous three-way action. First, it's ideal for relieving the discomfort of a simple sore throat due to a cold, because it kills contacted germs almost instantly when used full strength. Yet, it will not harm the most delicate throat membranes. No wonder you recommend it as a gargle. But that's not all. Due to its carefully balanced formula, MI-31 is also a tangy, refreshing mouthwash, plus a reliable breath deodorant. What's that name again? MI-31. Remember it, please. And remember also, you can depend on any drug product that bears the name Rexol. Holy mackerel, I'm shaking all over. I got saxophobia. <laughs> well, I'll get in here and see Algonquin J. Calhoun, see if he can think of some way out of this mess. Hiya, Calhoun. Hiya, Kingfish. I just got in myself. Kingfish, I just seen one of the touchingest things I ever seen in my whole life. You did, huh? Yeah, I was going by the bank and one of the guards dropped a bag full of quarters and they were scattered all over the streets. All the kids in the neighborhood were scrambling for the quarters. It looked like that poor guard was going to be out of luck. That was a tough break for him. Yeah, and then this fella stepped out of the crowd and took his hat off and said, All right, little children, let's put all the quarters we find in this hat. Kingfish, it would have done your heart good to see them sweet little children come up one by one and put them quarters in the man's hat. Yeah, Calhoun, it'd make you feel good to know there is men's like that in the world. Yeah. 
But look, Calhoun, I got a problem. Yeah, well, I just got in, Kingfish, and before we talk, let me hang my hat up here. I guess a couple of them quarters must have got stuck in my hat band. Now, listen, Calhoun, I got a terrible problem. I got rid of my mother-in-law, but now Sapphire got a boat up there at the house, but he is loudmouth. He played a saxophone. And he four times worse than my mother-in-law. Calhoun, how can I get this fella out the house and my mother-in-law back? Well, now, uh, the first thing to do is find out his weak point and attack that. His weak point? Well, now, let's see. He got a medicine cabinet full of stuff there. He always taking nose drops, spraying or so. He's one of them hypo-acrobats. Uh... Well, now, there's your ankle. There's your ankle. Scare him out of there. Make him think he was sick. Make him think you got one of them rare tropical diseases and he liable to catch it. Yeah, I'll scare him. Yeah, I'll get Andy to help me, too. Yeah, I'll get rid of that board and get my mother-in-law back and have peace and quiet again. Yeah, I know what you mean, because I know what it's like to have a musician practicing around the house all the time. You see, my brother used to play the cymbals in the symphony orchestra. Is that so? Yeah, man, he used to stand up there in the back of the orchestra and really beat them big cymbals together. One night in the middle of the 1812 overture, he bent over to look at the music and slammed his nose right between the cymbals. <laughs> he retired right then and there. Which brother is this, Calhoun? Oh, you probably seen him down at the post office. He the one that opened the letters with his nose. Well, Miss Benson, I guess we is alone here tonight. Yes, yeah, Stevens, it's too bad your wife isn't going to be with us for supper tonight. Yeah, well, she always goes to the women's club every Thursday night, you see. Yeah, well, my friend isn't coming over this evening, so I guess you and I'll have a nice, quiet evening alone. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, read my newspaper here. Oh. Is something wrong, Stevens? Uh, no, no, nothing, uh... You didn't happen to feel a hot tropical wind blowing through here, did you? The kind that blow through the fever-ridden jungles of your gravy? Oh, I know. As a matter of fact, I think it's rather chilly. Uh, Just like I thought. My old trouble must be coming back on me. Old trouble? You ill or something? No, 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 it's nothing. Just a slight touch of the parrot fever. Parrot fever? Yeah, it's a highly contagious tropical disease with the jumping germs that scare people so much, you know. That's well, aren't you doing anything for this parrot fever? Well, I've been taking treatments over at the polyclinic, but, uh, well, they ain't helping me. Well, uh, how did you ever get a terrible thing like this? Well, uh, doing one of my recent trips to the tropics, I made the mistake of engaging in the conversation with a sick parrot. <laughs> Nobody knew what I had to thing, and the first evening of it was when my wife come home one night and Found it perched on the bedpost asking for crackers. This sounds fantastic. I just can't believe it. Oh, oh, the fever, the fever is getting me. I can feel my liver frying now. Oh, oh now, Stevens, please. Oh, what I need is a doctor. I say, what I need is a doctor. Uh, excuse me, I as a doctor. Is anybody in here suffering from a rare tropical disease? Oh, doctor, I'm glad you just happened to be passing by. Yeah. Well, I was in the neighborhood treating the patients, so I thought I'd kill two birds with one stone and pop up and see you. Doctor, is this parrot fever contagious? Oh, no, not any more than the blue bonnet plague. Yeah, it all depends on whether you were susceptible to it or not. Uh, 
<laughs> you might get it, and then again, the germs might jump on you and jump off you again. Ain't that right, Doctor? You is the doctor. Oh. <laughs> you see, uh, Miss Dye always gets a little nervous when I get around this parrot fever. Uh, well, Mr. Stevens, I think we better get you to the hospital. You look like you did the night I pulled you off the bedpost. Oh, it's coming on me. It's coming on me. Now, listen, Stevens, I'm a very nervous man. I can't stay in a place like this. I'm moving out of here right away. Yes, sir. You're doing the smart thing, Mr. Yeah, I'll pack my things right away. Uh, but wait a minute, doctor. Uh, I've been exposed to this. Suppose I get it. How'll I know? What'll I do? Well, all I can say is, if your pin feathers start twitching, you better go down to the Board of Health and have them throw some lime on you. <laughs> The kingfish got rid of the border, huh? Yeah, that's right, Amos. That fellow Benson went out of there faster than the hound dog to try to smooch with the porcupine. <laughs> now, you say the kingfish's mother-in-law has moved back in, huh? Yeah, she sure is. She moved in there today. So the kingfish went on home. He's looking forward to an evening of peace and quiet. Well, I guess that Mr. Benson with the saxophone and everything was pretty annoying around there. Yeah, but the kingfish look at it kind of philosophical, though. <laughs> He figured that if you're going to have a loud mouth slop noxious person around the house, it might as well be a member of the family. Then I'll be ready in a minute, George. Well, Sapphire, it ain't going to be no paradise around here with your mama here, but at least I won't have to sit around the evening listening to that saxophone. George, you know when Mr. Benson left, he must have left in a terrible hurry. Well, I guess he did. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, he left his suitcase and a lot of things here. Well, fine. We can take them down and hock them. Well, Mama had a different idea. You know how she's always trying to improve herself. Oh, yes, she is now. I'm so glad Mr. Benson left this here. I'm going to make good use of it. I had my first lesson today. Listen! Are you cashing in on the big specials featured all this month at Rexall drugstores everywhere? Here are a few quick examples. Rexall hydrogen peroxide, four-ounce bottle, regular price 18 cents, now only 9 cents, exactly half price. An assortment of 50 exclusively designed Christmas cards, yours for just 98 cents, less than 2 cents a card. Famous Maxi chocolate-covered cherries, regular 89-cent pound box, now only 59 cents. Take a tip from Harlow Wilcox. Don't let these money-saving days pass you by. Now, in November, shop and save at Rexall Drugstores everywhere. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to visit your Rexall family drugstore. Good night. See you next Sunday. For the one woman in ten with sensitive skin... There's Caranome hand cream. Yes, like all of Caranome's specially designed beauty aids, it's hypoallergenic, pure, mild, safe for most sensitive skins. It softens, beautifies, protects. Try Caranome hand cream. As advertised in Vogue, Ladies Home Journal, Woman's Home Companion, McCall's, and sold at Rexall drugstores everywhere. Be sure to be with us next Sunday at the same time when your Rexall druggist will again present the Amos and Andy Show, tonight's show transcribed. 
Stay tuned for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy program, which follows immediately over most of these stations. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs> 